It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome to New York City Friday night live and local. If you're anywhere Friday. around, hey, oh sorry, Thursday night. <laughs> I just talking to Joni. Hi Joni, say hello, Joni. Hi Arthur. We're talking Hi, about Maddie. we're talking about tomorrow's show. We're gonna have John Katzimatidis on the show tomorrow. It's Irish Day tomorrow. But you know, anywhere on the dial, you're, you're not gonna hear anything local. Not on Sirius. Nowhere else. We are the only ones talking about New York. And Joni, tell the listeners what the police commissioners person told you yesterday when you met her and you talked about being the uh, the Idala Power Hour producer. Of course, I was the first person that ran up to her after she finished speaking. Me and Christine Nicholas, who I am so grateful for taking me to the Cranes event, and the commissioner said, absolutely, I'd love to be on. My DCPI is over there. I ran over to him immediately and gave him my card. They fell out of my pocket, and he said, I know Arthur. I know Arthur. We listen to the show all the time. We love it. There you go. Um, and today I met with my friend Paul Sheckman, who he's the counsel for um, Department of Corrections, and he said that the they listen to the show and that the uh, commissioner would love to come on the show to talk about what's going on in the Department of Corrections, which we would very much welcome that. So real quick, here was the day today, just to lay it out for you. Um, wow, I dropped Luca off at school this morning. It seems like years ago I did that. Traffic's been a little rough, but we, we went from Bay Ridge to Queens, from Queens to Midtown. And when I got to Midtown, Matt Sambolino, you know who I got to meet up here in Midtown? No, tell me. Andy Gladding. Ah, very nice. Our chief <clears throat> and engineer. You know what? For you guys who listen to the Idola Power Hour, I got two special features. I have another microphone, so three people could be online at one time. I'm going to sing using the one with the stand. Okay. And I got a cough button, so I could go like this. <clears throat> I see you didn't hear me. You see, you didn't hear me. They hear me. Okay, he's, he's playing it's with this, this thing little button all that, day. So like because, you know, I have this whole post-nasal drip thing going on from going to Atlanta. So now I can press, I can press the button. I can, you can't hear me. Can hear me and I, uh, very cool. I mean, this is like way, way You're going to cool break technology. the button the first day you have it. Um, I'm loving on it. Um, so I, uh, I stayed here. I had a very hectic uh, Zoom call this afternoon, early this afternoon regarding the Friars Club and, and making sure that, that's, that we bring that back to life. And then I ran down Sambolino. You know, I jumped on the train um, and went to a place, I think it's called Off the Wall, on McDougal Street in the village and watched uh, one game, but I, it was like eight games going on, of today's the beginning of March Madness. And I did that with my friend Shep and uh, Imran and a couple of other folk. And then I zipped back up here and spoke to the, the the folks behind the case that I was working on in Atlanta on Monday, Tuesday, and a little bit yesterday morning. And that seemed to go very well. And here we are. We're here on the Idola Power Hour. We're going to talk. We have a great show. We're going to talk to two special people. First, we're going to talk to Christopher Alexander. He is the Chief Communications Officer at Liberty Blockchain. And um, he's going to explain to us... Um, what happened at Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank. He is a veteran. He was in Iraq, but he's an excellent guest. He's been on Fox Business. He's been, uh, he's not a rookie to speaking about these things. I think you're going to find him very informative and intriguing. Uh, I, I found him that way in the pre-interview I had with him. And then real quick, we're going to, you know, yesterday I teased you. I said, oh, I spoke to Joe Tacopina and he's going to tell you a little, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what Joe told me. Well, I did one better than that. Joe's going to tell you himself. He's going to jump on the line real quick. And then um, I, 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 since the demand for Joni's voice was so high <laughs> when I wasn't here Monday and Tuesday, I came back yesterday. People are like, well, we want to hear more of Joni. People I'm gonna... meaning Padre Lou and Chicky. No, no, it. no, everybody. Your parents, the whole the people who are running the parade here in the city. <laughs> I'm going to leave just real quick, and I'm going to run over to Cipriani's and say a quick hello to Vincent IGG Lavienne and uh, – at the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick's dinner, my dad has been taking me 
there since so boy i don't know maybe i was 16 17 18 whenever i was old enough to get a tuxedo um and uh and you look dapper in your tuxedo i might say thank you i'm not actually wearing one i'm wearing a black suit with a white shirt and a bow tie um and then i'm leaving there well first of all the friendly sons of saint patrick is a wonderful new york city tradition um joan you know what they don't have at the friendly sons of saint patrick me right women really it's all men friendly sons Occasionally what about they'll gender have gender neutral. Occasionally, folks? You know, I don't think the friendly sons are going to really go down that road. Remember, there was a whole thing with the parade and the yes, gay, in, the gay in people. Staten Island, on. yes. No, here too. And here too. They were. Yes. They wanted to pry that we're the gay. But they Irish had it people. early in Staten they would, Island. They, yeah, okay, maybe that's correct. Then I remember Guinness pulled out of the parade. Everyone pulled out of the parade and just wild stuff. Um, so occasionally, though, they have women on the dais, like. I think at one point the the leader of Ireland was a was a woman, but yeah, it's it's like five hundred guys in tuxedos drinking beer. I'm gonna have to stop by. <laughs> yeah, you know, it would, it would not be a bad place for you to be, especially after the beer is imbibed, because they're a little more. You know, the Irish guys tend to be a little like withdrawn, and, and the beer oh, yeah. comes out. You know what they say about the Irish: when the spirits come in, the truth comes out. So um, I'm going to go. Back, I'm going to go there for an hour and hang out with Vincent Lavienne and, and shake some hands. John Miller, the guy who was on Channel Two forever, and then um, as a journalist, and then he's been in the NYPD, serving this country, serving this city so well, and just an overall wonderful man. He's uh, one of the guest speakers, and he's going to be great. And then I'm going to sneak out of there, and I'm going to run to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse on 51st Street between Sixth and Seventh. They have been there for I think 30 years. And in 1997, when I left the district attorney's office of Kings County to run for city council, um, I lost in that that September, September 9th to be exact, of 1997. <clears throat> um, you know, there used to be the DA's office Christmas party, of which obviously I was invited to because I left there on very good terms. But I said, you know what, let's have our own get together. And I got about, I don't know, maybe that time it was 10, 15 guys and we all went to eat at um, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. That was December of 97. So 25 and... Month, 25 years and I don't know, three months ago. And it grew into an annual tradition we called Steak Night. And it's all Kings County District Attorneys. And um, again, it's all men. Uh, one time, Wayne violated and brought a young lady with him. That was He was banned for the next year. He wasn't allowed to come. Okay. And it's all a bunch of buddies. And we're now we're all in our mid-50s. Like the, Probably the youngest guy there will be... Well, actually, Lino is coming this year since he's a former Kings County DA. Uh, he's 30, so he'll be the youngest one there. And there'll be some guys there in their 60s. Uh, Ruth's Chris on 51st Street is going out of business here in New York City. Oh, no. So this is usually we have this dinner on uh, in December. Uh, this is the last time we'll be dining there. They're closing sometime next month. Why? We all get the, Do we know why? I don't know why. That's we sad. all get the cowboy ribeye steak and... and Noel Downey leads us in song. It's just a beautiful, like, bunch of lawyers tradition. There will be, a, on a sad note, there will be one person who will not be there, and that is one of our colleagues, Jim Koenig, a former Manhattan, D, a Brooklyn DA, and then was a fine criminal defense attorney. And we spoke about this last year. Uh, I believe the anniversary of his passing was this past Monday. Um, Jim uh, decided that it was time for him to leave us here on the planet Earth and sadly took his own life. Uh, he thought that that was the way to go. I'm, I respectfully disagree, Mr. Koenig. Um, but uh, we miss him. The, the bar misses him. He was a great lawyer. I actually have inherited uh, one of his cases. And um, well, I do look forward to the two activities I'm, I'm going to tonight. And then tomorrow i got to be back here bright and early. Won't be a lot of libations this evening. I have a, a deposition to do. But there's a lot going on. I am very concerned about the banking industry, you know, in the United States of America, when you hear about banking's closing up, especially for a signature bank where you have a lot of our law accounts, and you know it's nerve-wracking. Christopher Alexander, the chief communications officer of Liberty Blockchain, is going to explain how cryptocurrency being in so involved with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, how that all tied in together to cause these banks to fail. And then uh, at the bottom of the hour, we'll have Joe Tacopina on. Uh, if you don't know Joe, you'll just turn on the TV. He's been doing the rounds uh, because he's representing Donald Trump in two cases. In the civil case, 
where he, um, where Donald Trump is being accused civilly uh, of, of some sort of a sex crime in front of Judge Lewis Kaplan in the Southern District of New York, who has been around from President Clinton appointing him. Very tough judge, although I've done very well before him, so I can't complain. And he's also, Joe Tagapin is also floating around this um, this case in the, the district attorney's office in Manhattan, which I really hope is not brought from the information that I have. I don't think it rises to the level of the type of crime that we should be uh, indicting, number one, a former president of the United States, and number two, a person who's currently running to become president of the United States, not for what they're talking about, which is a, a fake um, a fake retainer agreement with a lawyer to duck some election laws. Joe Tacopina is going to tell you that he does not believe any election laws have been broken. So we have a great Thursday night show. Thank you, Sam Bellino. Um, talking about banks, talking about crime. Uh, and then I don't know what Joni's going to have for you in the last segment of the show. So you really, really should hold on and wait for that. Tomorrow, I already have Padre Lou's uh, St. Patty's Day libation. So it is going to be great. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy your Thursday night. Maybe start off with a libation now. Hey, it's March 16th. It's almost St. Patty's Day. We'll be right back talking about the banks. This is Carol Platt-Lebow at townhall.com. Kevin McCarthy recently gave Tucker Carlson the surveillance video of January 6th. Until now, only selected clips were released by the January 6th committee. Based on them, the left and the media built the narrative of a violent insurrection. But the new excerpts Carlson played raised valid questions about whether the events of that terrible day have been presented fairly to the American people. Many of the violent insurrectionists are shown behaving more like awestruck tourists. The Capitol Police officer supposedly murdered by Trump supporters is shown unharmed after the time of his alleged killing. And the QAnon shaman, the face of the violent insurrection, is shown being escorted peacefully through the Capitol. Reasonable people can differ on their conclusions about the sad events of January 6th. But one thing's clear. We still don't have the full story. A full, fair, and prompt investigation can't come soon enough. I'm Carol Platt-Levy. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney, or we think we don't need a health care proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or health care proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a health care proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Elevator's going up. In the gleaming corridor of the 51st floor. The money can be made if you really want some more. Executive decision, a clinical precision. Jumping from the windows. Sam Bellino, what do we got? Well, clash action. That's what I thought. I love it. Talking about money, talking about money. Well, look, everyone everywhere is talking about money right now, talking about the lack thereof, uh, the banking system, every headline and all of the, the news apps. It's all about money, money, money. And the underlying uh, issue regard regarding at least um, the Silicon Valley Bank uh, and maybe, uh, well, maybe it's both of them. Maybe it's Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank has to do with cryptocurrency. So I said, Joni Pelzer, find me someone who could talk to me about this cryptocurrency world and the effect it's had on Silicon Valley Bank and then Signature Bank and, and everything we're living through right now, which is a little, little scary. You don't like to hear. We, we have money in Signature Bank, the Idala Bertuna and Cameron's law firm, as do we have some of our clients' money as well, which is even more scary. So, 
Jonah didn't even find just a regular person. She found a veteran, a military veteran who was in Iraq. But now Christopher Alexander is the chief communications officer of Liberty Blockchain and an expert on tech and cryptocurrency who has been closely following this past week's calamity in the banks, which began with the Silicon Valley Bank and then Signature Bank. Welcome, Christopher Alexander, to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Hopefully, you could give us some context and some information on what's going on here. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, and I'm actually going to add a third bank that starts with an S. I don't know if that's part of the criteria when you consider that S banks seem to be struggling now, but um, that would be Silvergate in San Diego, uh, which is also uh, was a very heavily focused crypto bank. So Silvergate and then um, Signature Bank, are a little bit different from Silicon Valley Bank in, in the issues they face in that they had a, um, a, a payment system, an exchange network that ran on the blockchain. And the SEC is basically signaling they were going to shut it down or were investigating in, in the case of, of, of um, the bank out in San Diego. So they were heavily into crypto and they were using, you could call it like a crypto solution and um, Silvergate in San Diego said, look, we're heading to crypto. We've got a lot of crypto deposits. Um, we're just going to fold right now. And they closed out in an orderly manner. Signature had, had a little different problem. Their exchange uh, was shut down. And they had this issue with uh, covering deposits because of the bond market. That takes you over to Silicon Valley Bank, who had a massive problem with, with bad decisions in, in how they were covering depositors through bonds. So crypto is not so much in Silicon Valley bank, except that um, the USDC, which is what's called a, a stable coin, 8% of all the money backing this pretty much number one stable coin was sitting in Silicon Valley Bank, as it uh, initially looked like it may be lost because it was uninsured. So, so when that you talk about had a massive effect in the crypto industry. When you talk about there being deposits from the crypto, from cryptocurrency, explain to those of us who are not running in the crypto world, what does that mean? Sure. So um, they call it on and off ramping. Um, don't don't believe that uh, crypto is anonymous, untraceable and this this huge source of, of organized crime. That's it's a lot of hype that you hear from people who want to regulate it more closely. The fact is that you can move all kinds of money around um, on the blockchain, move crypto around. But you have to have a bank to turn it into the currency, you know, the fiat currency for where you live. And a lot of banks have been spooked by um by the sec and the lack of clear rules and regulations and as a result there aren't that many banks that will turn your your crypto into us dollars that you can you know you spend whether it's through a debit card or, or hard cash so there's not a lot of those and signature and uh silvergate out in san diego both um catered to the crypto industry and really embraced it and so um they were that that point where you could turn your crypto into a us dollar easily so um I had a client maybe three years ago, it was pre-COVID, who owed me, you know, not a ton of money, but let's just say it was like $2,500 and he wanted to pay pay me in crypto and I refused payment. But uh, but I do have accounts in Signature Bank. So is what you're saying is if I would have accepted, if I, I guess what I have to do, like turn on this crypto account on my phone on, on, or my laptop and then somehow, and I was like, tell me how it works. If, if someone yeah, gave so, me, if wanted to give me twenty five hundred dollars yeah. instead of giving them to me in U.S. dollars, yeah. gave it to me in cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's unfortunately uh, complicated because of uh, uh, the nature of it. Uh, but uh, to simply put, you have to have um, a wallet. You know, consider it like an account that can can receive crypto in it. So you would set that up on um, any number of platforms. A pretty well known one is, of course, Coinbase. They would then send the money to your wallet in Coinbase. Again, there are other ways to do it. We could be here for hours if I mapped all the ways out. But um, you would then hold that money. It could be a, it could be in Bitcoin. It could be in anything. Um, it would likely be, or it would be converted into what's called USDC, which is a dollar-pegged coin. And okay. then you would transfer that out to your bank. Uh, you do that through a service called Plaid. Many banks won't take the money. Even even when on their website they say that they'll let you convert crypto, they're so spooked by uh, overregulation and just well just unclear regulation. So okay, honest, so is that is that to. what they're spooked by? Is because you know you mentioned like organized crime and yep. gangs, and so are they spooked by um, the criminals or are they spooked by the government? 
Oh, oh, they're spooked by the government. They, they, well, to be to be fair, they are spooked by uncertainty caused by the government. The government could easily fix this problem, but uh, they, they don't want to provide clear rules. And the SEC is is um, um, kind of run amok while Congress is still trying to figure out what it wants to do. And that's created this un uncertainty. So 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 bottom line is a signature uh, was was happy to connect to Coinbase and convert your money and let you keep it in a savings account, checking account, or whatever you're going to do. And unfortunately, now they're gone. So that's what we that's one of those off-ramps, as we would call it, where you can move your crypto into cash. So the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, when he took office, he said he was going to take his, his salary in, I guess, I think it was Bitcoin. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But so what does that mean to someone like him regarding the failures of these banks and the insecurity now of the world of cryptocurrency? Well, um, you know, in, in the short term, you know, you're you're going to look at new ways to offer it. There are still plenty of banks that that, that will allow you to do this. Um, I load um, a, a debit card. It's a Visa or MasterCard. I forget from from one of my wallets and, and buy things, you know, with no with no problems. You don't even have to have a bank. But I mean, it's a banking service, right? It's you know, it's a bank sponsored debit card. So you can have a prepaid card. There's ways to do it. But, you know, it's it's disconcerting when you see the government going after uh, crypto in such an inconsistent and aggressive manner, you know, it makes you worry. Do I, do I really want to hold this stuff? And what's going to happen to it when I hold it? You know, Bitcoin can be very volatile. It's had an amazing run the past few days. In fact, I think the best since uh, 2019. But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't get paid in Bitcoin. Uh, they hit send. And from the time they hit send to the time it gets to you, it could drop, you know, $50, $70. Um, or, or go up if you're lucky. But so what um, happened? Yeah. Like what what happened over the, you know, the last week regarding uh, you know the coin uh, Bitcoin and regarding cryptocurrency yeah. that hurt signature banks so badly? So what, it, it wasn't crypto per se, but it was their use of a, a an exchange network where you could send payments, uh, you know, twenty four twenty four seven all year round. Um, the government um, made it clear they wanted that shut down. And um, signatures problems, I understand, were, again, largely tied to the bond market. They, they weren't covering deposits. They had a large number of deposits. And so they have a little bit more of a traditional banking problem. One that, ironically, Barney Frank wrote new rules for, and um, apparently the bank didn't, didn't necessarily follow them or executed them in a way that wasn't, was what was intended. So... Um, it would, wouldn't pin crypto on on signature, um, but um, it was a, a crypto heavy bank, a tech heavy bank. There was a lot of deposits in there and high numbers of deposits in a bad bond market or bad decisions in it were, were really, the, the I think, the main culprit. So I read somewhere and we're talking to Christopher Alexander. He's the chief communications officer of Liberty Blockchain. And we're talking all about cryptocurrency and Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. I read that the chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, said something about the central bank digital current that is that a central bank digital currency cbdc is in the works and that if that comes into fruition it's going to render all cryptocurrencies useless with no value is that accurate <laughs> um it, it, unless they're signaling that they're going to regulate against and therefore ruin all those currencies which would still only happen in the united states i i, I think it's kind of a a, a comical uh, misunderstanding of how, how cryptocurrency works. You know, um, I believe it was Meta um, who, or Facebook, or I, I can't remember who now, but somebody tried a crypto coin and it, and for this handed U.S. government effort to come in, it has to have adoption. Um, it doesn't inherently just make everything um, worthless. In fact, the that, that, that central bank uh, digital coin has a competitor already in what's called USDC which has $40 billion behind it to back, back its movement. So without, you know, cutting out the competition, I, I, I don't even see how, how that's, that's, that's possible. Um, All right. Again, I, I think they're coming or he's coming from an assumption that the only reason people use cryptocurrency is because they want it pegged to a dollar. And I, I, again, there's, there's already several options that are, that are stable that, that would compete with the U.S. government. I mean, is the government – well, that you, you bring up a great point. Is the government so on top of this – on the cryptocurrency world because it threatens our entire economy, which is based on the U.S. dollar? You know, it, you could view it that way. 
Um, you know, if you think about it, uh, when you have a crypto node that's generating value, um, if that value then moves to dollars, you could print or, or you'd have so much crypto that it would be beyond what the government's, you know, fiscal policy would control. Just it would all happen digitally, right? Because in a way, think of crypto as like a, a digital press. And, and, and so there, there's some really interesting, like, systemic things to consider. But the other side of it is what, what crypto can really do. You know, all crypto is, is it rests on the blockchain. The blockchain is you timesharing your computer the same way you would, you know, timeshare your, your, your place in Florida or what have you. And um, when you do that, you link all these computers together into supercomputer networks. And we already know the amazing things that have been done with supercomputing, whether it's for space, for medical, human genome project. So there's this incredible innovation that happens when you get away from the coin and you look at the underlying infrastructure. And, and that is really, as the industry, what we're, we're most concerned about is that they confuse some sort of almost like Forex trading with coins with the underlying technology, which can have this amazing impact. Well, now, as a criminal defense attorney here in, in the city of New York, I read and not knowing much about a, a cryptocurrency. That's why you, Christopher Alexander, the chief communication officer of Liberty Blockchain is on the show. Um, what am I supposed to think when I hear about this FTX and its founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, yep. and you know all, all the money that's been lost, et cetera, et cetera? Well, that's just good old-fashioned incompetence. <laughs> and maybe some malfeasance in there. I think they're working that way. That's what's being worked through the courts, right? There's nothing inherently crypto about FTX other than it was a crypto exchange, which is to say um, it was poor management practices. It was apparently a backdoor in the non-blockchain uh, side in their IT systems, let them trade against customers. Um, so it, it's just a, a badly run company with uh, – you know, some, some, some crooks in it, it looks like. Um, All right. Well, well but, you know, we're uh, allowed. <laughs> All right. So we're allowed. So that, that's good news for the industry. All right. We have 60 seconds left. I'm talking to Christopher Alexander. He's the chief communications officer of Liberty Blockchain. Christopher, um, my daughter is one and my son is six. I'm 55. When they are in there, and, and Luke is 16, when they're in their 40s and 50s, will there be any more, you know, currency as we know it today? Or is this what's going to be? The currency of the future a lot of the most successful coins are tied to the u.s dollar and so um you know i think they exist alongside it but but what you should watch is is how much your kids are willing to spend for an app roblox or a gucci handbag in a in a, in a video game because they'll spend twenty dollars when you know maybe they get 40 for christmas and and those are nfts and nfts are going to be a huge huge part of the future and and people are going to be willing to pay a lot of money for what perhaps you and I seem a, a little bit odd since you can't hold it, you can't touch it, it just sits All right, online. Chris, okay, Christopher Alexander, now you're starting with NFTs once they tell you we got 60 seconds left. So you're going to have to come back to the Idola Power. No, I appreciate it. You were a fantastic guest. You were very, very informative. I hope you'll come back again. And honestly, I would love to discuss NFTs with you if that's in the realm of possibilities. I, I'd love to. It's a bizarre and fascinating uh, universe. All right, folks, you heard it straight from Christopher Alexander, the Chief Communications Officer of Liberty Blockchain. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a remarkable travel opportunity that will change your life forever. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to the Holy Land, Israel, this October. It's the Stand with Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll take you to key sites in the Holy Land, thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you've likely only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and get all the details. We'll uncover important geopolitical locations and show you Israel's significance on the world stage, past, present, and future. Step foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem. We'll sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and so much more. We'll have guides for our group, lavish food, and luxurious accommodations. No other trip will be like this one. Come with Dennis and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. 
I have been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala, making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. Thursday night, live and local, New York City. Friendly Sons of St. Patrick's dinner tonight. Going to be fun. But before we jump over and hang out with my Irish brethren, let me bring in a guy who... Maybe one of his famous, the best quotes I've ever read about my friend, Polyprep Class of 84, I'm Polyprep of Class of 85. When they asked him about being down in Mar-a-Lago, uh, he said, as soon as I finished uh, sealing the deal with the president, I came back up to New York to work on the case. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't golf. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Joseph Tacopina. Hello, Giuseppe. How are you, sir? I mean, we used to have golf clubs in the car, but not the golf. <laughs> and, and we went to high school across from, I think, the most played public golf course in the United States of America, Dyker Golf Course. But uh, exactly. you, yeah. you certainly got your work cut out for you there, Mr. Tacopina. So you are now involved with two cases regarding President Trump, correct? Yes. The yes. civil case yeah. in front of the always charming <laughs> Judge Lewis Kaplan in the Southern District of New York. And now the uh, the criminal case here in, in Alvin Bragg's office in the Manhattan District Attorney's well, office. The so, criminal case that everyone seems to be certain is going to come, but hasn't come yet. Let's not forget about that. It hasn't and, come down yet because, and I, I may, I no, I not maybe in the minority. I am in the minority, but I still hold out hope that somebody there is going to wake up, say, "Oh boy, we don't have a law that fits the facts. We don't have facts that fit a law." 
and there's no violation, and we can't bring a case. So, it. Joe, and I don't know if you remember when you and I were in the when you and I were in the DA's office together. You know, Joe Hines sometimes, especially I think, had to do with police shootings. He would have he would put all these witnesses into the grand jury and then not vote out a crime and write a report on the information uh-huh. that he got and just file the report. You think that's in the realm of possibilities here that someone comes to their senses and say this was all the evidence we got and at the end of the day, here's why we did not bring any charges. Dear Arthur, you're the only one that's asked me that question because you and I have actually been the belly of the beast and juries and both as prosecutors and defense lawyers, we've done it all. So, you know, look, here's the answer to that question. I have no idea. I have It's a possibility. It's in the realm of possibility. Everything's in the realm of possibility, right? Because the one thing that still I, I, I really grapple with and it's really actually annoying me because it's keeping me up at night is this. I don't see, look, the legal scholars from the left and from the right have opined, members of, of federal election committee, chairmen, ex-chairmen, have opined that there is no crime here. There's no, there's no campaign law violation. If there's no campaign law violation, everything falls by the wayside. Everything. There's no violation. There's no crime. So I just keep thinking, what are they doing? Some judge is going to have to review this. And, you know, I think what they're doing, honestly, Arthur, is booking, they're, they're, they're putting their, their chips in, in, in the hat that there's no New York jury that's going to acquit Donald Trump because, you know, he's not popular here. It's a very Democratic city and everything else. Uh, I have much more faith in New York jurors than I really do. And this case, if they filed, it would be such an aberration, such an atrocity of justice. It really would be. And I'm just looking like I see it. The facts and, and, and the, the law do not match. There's no crime and there's no bad act. So I'm trying to understand for the life of me what they're doing here. And, of course, you always come out to this conclusion. It's the weaponization of, of the justice system, the weaponization of the district attorney's office. Here you have a far, far left district attorney who's been supported by the, the, the far left donors. You have someone who's on the other side of the fence, the, the potential target, President Trump, who's on the far right side of the spectrum. And that's what bothers me. They, they have a person and they're looking for a crime. And it's never supposed to be that way in our system. You, you have the crime, and you look for who's responsible. You don't take the person that you dislike or you want to cripple from political um, you know, eligibility or you want to hurt his chance for getting back into office and go after him for something. Scoured his, scoured his personal and business life for three years. Okay, For three years, they looked at everything in the last decade. And this is what they come up with, what's called a zombie case by everyone, including... But Joe, here, that, here's what know, doesn't make sense, and I, I know I know you don't know the answer, but I just want the listeners to understand. When Alvin Bragg came in and he took the baton over from, from Cy Vance, Cy Vance had this special committee to investigate Trump, and the leader of that committee was a guy from private practice who Joe and I both know, Mark Pomerantz, an older guy, a respected white-collar lawyer, and he Plus. left. He left because he's all pissed off because they did not go after Trump. They they disbanded this whole committee, and Pomerantz comes out with this book, which I happened to see in the airport yesterday, about why Trump is guilty of something. I didn't really look at the book, yep. except for the cover. But now, and so I, I actually thought, you know what, Alvin Bragg, you're right. Crime is going through the roof. People don't care about if Donald Trump gets indicted or not. They want to know if they could ride the D train or the two train right. or walk through Times Square and be safe. Good for him. That's what he's concentrating on. But now it seems like he's going in another direction, and I don't think that's in the best interest of, of the New Yorkers he was voted by to represent. It's not in the best interest of New Yorkers. It's not in the best interest of us as a society. It's just not right when we do this, when we have government officials stretching laws, becoming creative. This would be a case of first impression. Nothing has ever in the history of this country been brought like this before. And it would be something that would be so, so much of a reach. And then when you think of the social ramifications of that reach, look, if Donald Trump, Trump committed a crime or anyone else committed a crime and you have evidence of that crime, bring your case. That's fine. But don't try and, and make a case because you don't like this guy. That's what's really... To me, that's the scariest part of this whole thing. Look, we now have a committee in, in Congress, Arthur. We have the committee run by James Jordan. Jim Jordan is running a committee of the weaponization of the DOJ. That's under the Biden administration. There was no committee under the Trump administration. It's needed now because these you know, agencies, law enforcement agencies, are being used as political ammunition. And they, they shouldn't be. It's a scary thing. What are we going to have next? The Republican prosecutors next? You know, the pendulum swings both ways. 
So eventually there'll be Republican prosecutors, and they're going to what? Go after Democrats now? I mean, that's not what we're supposed to be doing here. And it's really scary to people, especially like us, who understand the ramifications of someone just purely being charged with a crime. And, Joe, you have the civil case coming up in the end of April, um, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I know you're going to kick some butt on that. Most importantly, you got to make sure that you are free from March 18th to take uh, me and five of my buddies, who you all know, to Ferrara, Italy, where Joe's the owner of the Ferrara soccer team, to go watch Bruce Springsteen perform out there in the park. And I'm sure you're going to be a great host, right, Giuseppe? You got it. The city will be yours, Idala. That That's going to be your city that day. And, and no matter what, whether I'm still there or I'm stuck on trial here, the tickets are waiting for you. So don't worry, you'll be all set. <laughs> all right, Joe, we'll be we're going to be at Ruth's Trist Steakhouse tonight with all your buddies from the DA's office. If you're around, swing on by. Go Rangers! Go Rangers, always, brother. Okay, man. All right, I'll see you in a little bit. All right, folks, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I got to run out to the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick's, and Joni is going to take over, and she's going to close out the show with you. So stay by because you're going to hear Joni Pelzer. We'll be right back. Make sure to tune in this and every Saturday at noon to hear the lead guy, Nick DeMauro, Executive Director and CEO of LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs and Violence, speak with experts, educators, and law enforcement about important issues affecting you and your children. Catch the new show, Battling Drugs and Violence, with the lead guy on AM 970 The Answer for topical information and insights from experts waging the battle against drugs and violence in your community. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Ready to start a business in New Jersey? The state's New Jersey Business Action Center is here to guide you through the process. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Folks, have you heard that our morning host Joe Piscopo and Steve Perillo have put together a special, intimate trip to Rome and Sicily for our AM970 listeners? Do you want to go? It's simple. Just call 800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515 and say, I want to go to Apollonia's hometown with Joey P. Please make it happen. How does that sound? You go to Rome for three nights, including a special, intimate performance by Joe Piscopo. Then you fly directly to Sicily, visiting Catania, Taromina, and Palermo. See medieval towns like Savoca and Forza de Agro in Messina. Why these towns? Because we're going to visit some of the iconic sites from the famous Godfather movie. How cool is that? Can't leave Sicily until you have a wine tasting in the shadow of Mount Etna. You'll do that too. And then on to Palermo for three more nights. Nine nights in all. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Be a part of this special event. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515. Or go to perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Thank you, Matt. Money can't find me, And I'm singing in the new mic. You want to so why I'm playing this song? Yes, please. Tell us why you're playing this Beatles song that I love. So today in 1964, the Beatles set a new record for advanced sales in the U.S. with over 2 million copies of their latest single, Can't Buy Me Love, when pressed by American journalists in 1966 to reveal the song's true meaning, Paul McCartney stated the following, I think you can put any interpretation you want on anything, but when someone suggests that Can't Buy Me Love is about a prostitute, 
I draw the line. Well, there you go. So it's not. It's about just love, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, this is a love fest today, isn't it, Matt? You're you're not even annoyed with me at all today, are no, you? No, I, I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. You good? I, it's it's too much energy to be mean to you sometimes, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. Well, everyone's probably wondering, in case they didn't hear earlier, that Arthur is not sitting in his chair. That I am sitting in his chair, Joni Pelzer. You didn't even play my like promo thing. I mean, I, I can. If or my song. You deserve it. <laughs> I don't deserve it today. There we go. There right. we go. Well, guess who I have sitting across from me in the office? It is not Arthur Idala, but it's another famous person. And it is. Go ahead, go ahead, famous person. Go ahead in the mic, famous person. You. Oh, this is Imran Ansari. I, I guess, Joan, you only know how to work one microphone because. I'm trying. I'm trying. Here, Imran, talk I, again. I, Imran Ansari. He wasn't speaking directly into the microphone. Uh, Imran I wonder where H. he learned Ansari that from. Ansari is on the radio with me right now. Yeah, here we are. Now, listen to me. I'm <laughs> going to get my headphones on now. I was right now. I was looking into my phone. He was he very was intently. That would be called to all our listeners phone distraction. Yes, thank but God was, you weren't it, driving. It was uh, no, not driving, but dealing to, with one of our big cases here at the firm. And I was distracted because an email came in. And I looked at Joni. I was like, are we live right now? Are we on air? <laughs> and I'm like, and no, we are. I'm we talking because so we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Imran, That's Imran, live radio. For Imran, me. where did you go today with Arthur? Uh, well, we went down uh, to a great college bar near NYU to catch some March Madness with our friend uh, Shep Smith. And what did you watch? What March Madness team? It was a variety of games. So I love March Madness, and I love doing the bracket. Yeah. I've been so busy and crazed. The bags under my eyes right now are He's lying. There's no bags under his eyes. uh, He still looks gorgeous. I have not been able to do my bracket this year, and I'm really lamenting that because I'm not Mr. Sports. If you know Imran Ansari, I'm not Mr. Sports guy, but I love March Madness brackets. Uh, and it's one of the things where I'm like, okay, let me get intently into these sporting events, and I don't have a bracket. And so we were down there at uh, off the wagon, not down the hatch. There's like those two uh, bars down there in in like near NYU, but we were down there watching some games, and then we came back and we're working. Uh, and I was intently in the phone, but here I am. Joni Sitting grabbed me, me in to uh, get on the phone. But then I am, wanted you on the air. Awesome. Always. And then I am going to be on the air very shortly with Kevin McCullough from Legal go. Night. Fantastic. And you are excellent on Legal Night. And, you know, we do, even though you're not into sports as much, we do have a sports guru on the other side of this microphone downtown at 111 Broadway. His name is Alex G. Hello, hello. Yeah, well, he I, you know, I'll tell you what. If you were at the at the bar today, you'd have watched a big upset with Furman upsetting Virginia. I think that was like 13 against the four. Unbelievable what went down there. Last second three-pointer. But, you know, locally, sports fans are, are about March Madness, but they're also about what happened to the Mets closer. Did you guys hear about this? Sam Bolino, you're a Mets fan. Did you hear about oh what happened? Oh, my gosh. I, I heard about this in, in Puerto Rico, right? So Puerto Rico wins and advances on. Uh, last night yes. and of course he closed the game for them in the world baseball classic and then he jumps around you know he only signed a huge contract with the Mets but he's jumping around celebrating and in a way this is Mets luck injures his right knee and uh, not to the point where he's out for the entire season it looks like after what? jumping around celebrating so the entire season the entire season oh, is what no. they're saying Don't. Don't. that's what I'm Do saying again, why Matt. would you jump around like that Matt has some good effects. Exactly. There you go, Matt. Well, similarly, uh, all, all I heard was uh, what I, I picked up of Jump Around in, in Alex's uh, little commentary there. And, of course, we are on the precipice of uh, St. Patty's Day. Yes. And that in, immediately brought to my mind Jump Around by House of Pain. I don't know if we could make that happen before we go out of <laughs> We'll see. There. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Sam Bellino, do you do a bracket? I do not do a bracket, but it is fun to see the upsets uh, because I, everyone always says uh, there's no such thing as a perfect bracket. Everyone's bracket eventually gets busted in March Madness because there's just so many upsets. Yeah, that's good. I mean, hey, Syracuse upset and we got more time on the radio. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Alex, do you do a bracket? 
I don't really do a bracket because as you know, I don't know how to predict this this whole thing. I just love watching it though, man. I love that we go coast to coast, whether it be up in the east coast, down in the south, or in the west. I mean, we just go cross country on the first two days of March Madness. I, that's the most exciting part to yeah. me. I don't do a bracket I though. I just I just think I'd rather comment on it than, than maybe bet money on it. You know. I hear you. I hear. Well, you know what, Sambolino, you're amazing because every day when we do the show, you put together birthdays. And today yeah. you put together some good ones, some good people in the music industry. Tell, tell us whose birthday is today. So we have Nancy Wilson, guitarist in Heart, co-founder of Heart. She turns 69 today. Another musician, rapper, and public enemy Flavor Flav is 64. And if we stay on the topic of musicians, Lauren, um, sorry, Tracy Bonham, singer, is 56. Uh, Blue Cantrell, 47. Jeannie Iko. 35 but there's wow. there's other big names too uh chuck woolery game show host is 82 oh. years young today oh i love him I what, love... Was, what was the show that he what was the chuck show? woolery i don't chuck... know what game hollywood love, square love hollywood square and actually it's james madison's birthday imran did you know that well you mean founding father yes oh. founding father james madison very fitting and tomorrow is the big saint patrick's day parade so you know, we're on the corner, corner uh, we're on the corner, we're on the corner of 45th Street and 5th Avenue, right where the parade starts. And I was very fortunate last year, my cousin-in-law, Larry, he's a uh, Rikers Island corrections officer with a canine. He came here to our office with his dog. He was outside and I brought him up so that he could use the the Frank facilities. Sinatra room to relax and use the facilities and the dog could have a little water. So I'm hoping that we get to see them again tomorrow because we're here on a Friday and we get the view right from our sixth floor window. Are you going to watch yeah, it with no, me, Imran? It's always the best uh, best view from our office of all those fit that. It is. Parade. Matt and Alex, but, yeah. you're invited up here. If you can get up here at all in the morning tomorrow, I know you have hectic time running that studio downtown, but if you can get up here, it would be great. Right. And then I got to say, Dave Thank Schwartz you. and Gotham. Yes. Also uh, of counsel now to uh, ABK. Yeah, they're here too. Uh, we, uh, well, he and, and Gotham, et cetera, sponsoring the FBI. Uh, I'm party. going with you tomorrow. Oh, excellent. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, at the Peninsula Hotel yeah. rooftop. Yeah, in the middle of the day. Yep. It'll middle of the great. day. It'll be great. I'm going to run over We're going to drink some water, not Guinness. Hey, Tom Harris is texting me telling me I should be putting my feet up on the desk. So, Tom Harris, on Times <laughs> Square Tuesday, I'm going to put my feet up on the desk. I promise. I'm shouting out to my mom and dad. My dad is, is a quarter Irish. No, half Irish. I'm a quarter Irish. So, I am German and Irish on his side, Sicilian on mama's side. And my aunt and uncle, Moody and Al, are listening. They're the Italian side. So, my Irish side. Are you guys Irish? Either of you, Matt or Alex? No, but I'm I'm married to one. You are. That's true. And so your little daughter Nora is like a quarter or something. Yes, she is. And, awesome. And I think I have a lot of Irish in me because my, my <laughs> Irish buddies and I, uh, you know, Irish. He descent. thinks he's Italian no, no. too. Growing up in Jersey, Bergen County, Jersey. We would go on St. Patty's Day in high school. We would skip school. We would board the bus Drink to, beer, to Port Authority and go to the St. Patty's Day parade. Of course. And my mom to this day reminds me of the day when I got caught by her uh, coming back to my place you know, uh, and getting caught. But there you All go. Right. I hear the house of pain. We have the house of pain. Thank you so much, Matt and Alex. It's been a pleasure. The Arthur Dollar Power Hour over and out. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC.